Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is a cuppa podcast about angels. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zensalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, this is all me. I have been mm-hmm. begging for a podcast on angels for, for literally years. Like five podcasts into this entire endeavor. Exactly. So this is just kind of an introductory, barely going to scratch the surface on the topic because you keep insisting that you need more time for research, which I fully get and I completely understand. <laughs> Having said that, what do you have to research? What is to know about angels that you are so reluctant to get into. Okay. So see, here's the thing. Angels are this concept that people have big feelings about. Yes. And angels are this myth and this theological reality that have biblical basis, but also have strong basis culturally and have a lot of story and have a lot of feelings mm-hmm. for people. So in that, our podcasts, no matter if they're heard by one person or a million people, go out into the world mm-hmm. and they are public record for anyone to hear any time. And I could say something about angels that could be completely inaccurate that could come back to bite me. (laughs) (laughs) And it could be that I'm just saying something off the cuff. And yet there are so many big feelings about this topic. I just am loathe. To get something wrong, either from like biblical scholars who get really insistent that what you see from precious moments is completely inaccurate, or from the creators of precious moments who have devout followers who get really hurt if that is not real and whose faith is shaken, Mm -hmm. or from multiple cultures who have different understandings of angelic beings for whom I do not have cultural competency and say something stupid and I end up making a fool of myself. See, this Mm -hmm. is more complex. Nope, I get you. I get it. (laughs) So we're going to try to keep this basic. We're just going to try to touch on the subject a little bit because I do Mm -hmm. have questions that I've been dying to ask for Uh about five years. I know. We're going to keep it to the simple ones. Are you ready? I'm going to try. Okay. Obviously, they come up in the Bible. Do you ever preach on them? Or do you just let that passage go and you pick something else to preach on when it comes up? I will preach on them. Okay. Because they show up at Christmas. Yeah, they do. You can't avoid them. Hark the herald angels sing. Mm -hmm. You can't avoid them. There's an angel that comes to tell Mary that she's gonna be pregnant. There's an angel that shows up to tell the shepherds about the baby. There's angels all over our scripture. So I got to preach on them. We got angels. 
they show up. We got angels in the book of Revelation behind the throne of God. We got angels calling Isaiah. And yeah, we got angels left, right, and center in the Bible. So yep, yep, got to preach on them. Mm -hmm. But I just read the scripture and then move on. Yeah. And whatever image people have in their head about angels, I don't go into a carnal description, like an incarnated mm -hmm. description of what an angel looks like. I don't touch on that because that's the issue. That's what is at issue with this, is what does an angel look like? Mm -hmm. That is the difficult question at hand. Okay. Does it come up in your ministry in any other way other than you know, being read out as a passage, do people ask you about them ever? Or is it oh, something yeah. that you're asked to preach on specifically? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what do you do? Listen to the question and try to determine where the person is and what their incentive is for asking. Sure. So it's a pastoral care issue. Because angels are mysterious, and we do not understand them. They are in our scripture. Angels are a part of our understanding of the divine. And we do not understand what angels are. Mm -hmm. And we do not understand how to describe them. And people will talk about angels, talk about experiences with angels, or talk about being afraid of angels or wanting angels to be with them or praying to angels. And all of it is mysterious. And so when someone is asking a question about an angel, I will listen to their question and try to understand where they are coming from. This is part of why I think telephone conversations are so difficult. Okay. Because telephone conversations, I cannot see the person's facial expressions or body language. Yeah, you're missing a lot of clues that you can get visually from people. A ton. So even at least on a Zoom call or a video call, I can see their eyes, their facial expression, their body language. In person, I can pick up a lot more than that, right? I can pick up their fidgeting. I can pick up their energy. So if someone is giving off that they're kind of mocking it, like, oh, yeah, tell me about Archangel Michael, and they're rolling their eyes or they're giving like a smirk, then I know that they're probably mocking the concept of archangels or powerful beings and messengers, but if I've got someone who's giving me like their shoulders are tense and their body is a bit tense, I can see that maybe they are a little afraid of these concepts. Or maybe I've got someone who is seeking comfort mm -hmm. from the idea of the idea of a guardian angel. There are many people who find distinctive comfort in the concept of guardian angels. And so how someone asks a question leads me towards how I am going to enter into that conversation and respond. The key piece here being, again, it's all mysterious. And so I don't ever try to give descriptions, physical descriptions of these things, and I don't ever necessarily 
give answers, but oftentimes questions for questions. Because we don't, I don't, pretend to have answers about something that is this mysterious. That's fascinating. Does this come up in seminary at all? I mean, other than the fact that you would have to preach about them given their stories in the Bible. It didn't for me. No? I don't know if it does at other seminaries, but it didn't for me, and so it left me feeling exceedingly unprepared for when my podcast producer was very interested. (laughs) It seems like such a broad, gigantic topic, not just pop culturally or, you know, in whatever we're in, North America, wherever. It's such a big concept. Mm -hmm. People just have so many questions about. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of surprised it didn't come up one way or another. Well, it's a huge, it's angels and demons, right? Yeah. Like this entire concept of angels and demons and devils. I would say North American Christianity doesn't play in very much. We don't talk about these spiritual things very much, whereas other cultures do have more conversation around this. But pietistic white Lutherans, we don't talk about this stuff very much. So Mm -hmm. I feel, um, again, it's also part of knowing things. One of the reasons why I haven't wanted to do a deep podcast on this is that I don't know enough. I can't give clear answers. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't sat down with my book of Concord and read what Martin Luther says about angels to give the right answers of our theological backing. That's funny, because when you put it that way, I can only imagine he really just didn't care about angels. I mean, I I don't know one way or another, but... I'm pretty sure he has, like, clear statements on it, because he had lots of passionate thoughts about the devil. So I think that there's statements about it in the book of Concord, but I could be wrong. Again, it would take time to dig in. Yeah. It's such a deep subject that that amount of research does seem pretty daunting. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't in the seminary, but it's obviously in the Bible. Are we talking both Old Testament and New Testament stories? I'm guessing yes. Yes, absolutely. Seraphim and oh yeah, there's a whole hierarchy and everything else mm-hmm. that goes along with this, correct? Yes, cherubim, seraphim, all of these show up in both the Hebrew and the Greek scriptures. And we see them at the beginning and we see them at the end of our scriptures. We see them throughout messengers described throughout the entire thing. Okay, part of what has fascinated me about this and where I love to needle you about the topic is mm-hmm. every now and again, it will come up in the crafting world of what an angel actually looks like from, I'm assuming, a biblical description, right? Yes. Are you ever tempted to correct people's understanding of what a, an angel is or do you just let that go? Because it's not for the faint of heart what they're described as looking like. <laughs> So biblically accurate angels, it is not for the faint of heart. And I would say in the past decade, there has been like a kind of this surge of biblically accurate angel artwork Mm -hmm. and comedy that has been coming out. And so there is definitely like not necessarily a fascination with it, but just an amusement with it. Mm-hmm. Biblically accurate angels 
are not described in such a way that we would perceive them as the angels of the precious moments cartoons. No, no, not a lot of white robes, halos, and beatific faces go no. along with your description from the Bible. <laughs> no, they are creatures with with six sets of wings and eyes all over the place. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the artwork that has been created to try to help, I'm like laughing as I'm trying to say this because it's hilarious. There are just so many wonderful cartoons and wonderful things out there of these absolutely, it would be terribly terrifying to see mm -hmm. these creatures with just wings all over the place and eyes all over the place coming at you from the sky saying, be not afraid. Exactly. <laughs> Just with eyeballs everywhere. And be not afraid, says the nightmare fuel. No, thank you. Exactly. It, it is beyond our comprehension. It is not what we imagine. And yet this is how it's described in scripture. So yes, there's some really fantastic, hilarious artwork out there in comics. And, and there's some really really fantastic like treetoppers made oh, sure. in the style of biblically accurate angels that have been coming out recently and googly-eyed ones and there's just some great smart alex out there yeah it's very different from the macaroni angel that you would hang on your tree <laughs> as a kid or the little walnut angel mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so i'm guessing when people ask for like a some sort of a children's nativity with angels. You're just going to go along with the pair of wings and the halo for the head and just not say anything. Pretty much, yes. Wise. <laughs> yeah. We haven't exactly changed the costumes in our children's nativity closet. There's no googly-eyed, haloed creature. <laughs> no, but an entire box of googly eyes on a five-year-old would be rather entertaining. It really would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I promised to keep this short, this is going to lead me to my last question. Do you have a favorite angel in the Bible? That's a great question. And I think for me, rather than saying the individual angel, I would say the angel encounter that I have resonated with the most because there are many angel encounters that we mm -hmm. that we see throughout scripture. And the one that I've spent the most time with is the one in Isaiah where the angel comes up and presses the coal to the speaker's lips and sends that speaker then to preach the word. And that exchange there's something there for me that is terrifying and overwhelming and being in the presence of the holy and the divine, the, the fear and the awe of it all. I think just the, the, the tininess that we can feel in the presence of the holy that is described in that particular scripture verse, but also the incredible intimacy with which that particular angel encounter happens because it's all the way down to 
the angel comes and presses the coal to the person's lips. Like it's an incredibly personal encounter, Mm -hmm. but there's not, it's not like Mary and Gabriel, right? It's not something like that, or it's not fighting a dragon. It's not any of those kinds of things. It's this holiness in the presence of God. And it's this call moment and this willingness to be present and serve in spite of the massiveness and the unknownness of it all and the indescribableness of it all. I think for me, that encounter with a seraphim in that way has always resonated in my heart very powerfully. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to sit down and talk to us just a little bit about Mm -hmm. angels. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all. And thank you, Don, for having the patience of an angel for waiting for this for so long. We will continue. If you out there, our listeners, have questions about angels, have thoughts and curiosities, or have an angel that you would like to learn more about, send it on in to us at podcast at centralportland.org. We would love to hear from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.